Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Now, Daniel has so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Sounds like Joseph, doesn't it? Let me just challenge you. That's why the scripture says, whatever your hand finds to do, finish it with me. Do it with all your mind. Do it with excellence. So wherever we are and whatever we do, we're not going to be perfect, but we should do whatever we can do with excellence. Daniel is recognized from that. Now, who does that make look good? God. That's why we're here. Are you stuck in what you might call a dead-end job? Does having this job tempt you to not care about doing it well, especially if you're not sure that no one will notice? Well, Pastor Mark has a message for you. He'll be teaching you what the Bible has to say about work and who's put you in that position. You'll hear about the sovereignty of God and how you as a Christ follower should respond to that. You'll hear examples of people who are in less than ideal spots and yet Because they wanted to honor God, did the very best they could, and God blessed them because of it. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Hebrews chapter 11 as he begins his message, Faith That Pleases God. Romans 15, 4, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, speaking basically about the Old Testament, so that through endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Now, turn to 1 Corinthians, just a little past, chapter 10, verse 6. So notice we begin to see some purposes for the scripture. There are many Good for you to be reminded of this. To teach us. Speaks about endurance, speaks about encouragement, speaks about hope. Look at 1 Corinthians 10.6. Now these things, talking about all the stories in the Old Testament, occurred as examples to keep us, application, from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. Scoot right on down to verse 11, you're close by. These things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us on whom the fulfillment of the ages has come. So the first thing I want you to write is this. The Bible was written to teach us, to encourage us, to endure, to warn us, and to give us hope. You see, people all over the world are simply people, whether male or female. doesn't matter where you go. 
People are simply people. Same issues all over the world. Thousands of years ago, in biblical times, we read those three verses. Those people were people just like you and me today. As we encounter problems and conflicts and tribulations and troubles, the scripture begins to teach us to be steadfast. And the scriptures also give us comfort. Now, the Bible is filled with men and women who lived by faith. And as you saw in both of those last verses, they're great examples to each one of us. Now, remember, not only are these people like us, that simply means that none of these people were perfect. And of course, sometimes we actually see their sins and their wards, but we're going to see mostly in this passage in Hebrews 11 where we're at, these are real people who have real lives just like you and me, but we can learn a lot for them. That's why God has them in the Scripture. Basically, so we can learn from them, so we can learn to have faith like them, and also not to do some of the things they did. So let's turn to our passage of Scripture, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32 and 33. This is where we're at. Actually, a familiar story coming for you. But good, good reminder to us. Verse 32. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised. Now watch this. Who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Now, we obviously in 45, 50 minutes don't have time to cover all of those things, except I want to mention them to you and see if they begin to come back to your memory. Daniel, the one we cover, escaped death from lions. David, as a shepherd boy, had an encounter with a lion. And what I want you to begin seeing, these experiences they had became jumping points, advancing points in faith of things that they were going to end up facing in the future. You're going to hear me talk a lot about this. History with God. And I'll give you points to write later. Biblical history and my personal history gives me strength to move forward for tomorrow. Because there's always more challenges coming tomorrow. So Daniel, you're going to see, escaped from lions. David escaped from a lion as a little boy killed it. Benaniah, we don't have time, but that's like four teachings in itself. One of David's mighty warriors, he escaped from a lion. In fact, so much so, if you remember a little... Benaniah was an amazing soldier of faith and eventually rose up to be the head over Solomon's army and killed Joab and all of the God just used him almighty. He encountered a lion one day. Now, how many of you, if you encountered a lion, which way would you go? As far away as I could. He chased the lion. Is the best mark you? Was he all there? Yes, he did. He chased the lion, and the lion fell into a snowy pit. Now, if the lion fell in the snowy pit, how many would say, praise God? And now go home. Do you know what Benaniah did? 
He went in the the pit, and you hear all this, and you wonder, two to one, I know who's coming out. Who came out? Benaniah. That's another whole story, but that's a great story. Because, see, he didn't shrink from the challenge in front of you. Let me just ask you, this is also extra. Are you sitting here afraid of the challenge that's in front of you? That's not the way God made us. God made us to go forth in his strength. If he's asking you to face something that's difficult, step out. You face it. You don't run from it. You face it. So we're going to see all of these different people. David escaped from the sword of Goliath and Saul. Moses escaped from the sword of Pharaoh. Elijah escaped from the sword of Jezebel. Shadmach, Meshach, and Abednego quenched the fury of the flames. So first thing I want you to write, and this is again why the Bible was written. It's important you understand that. Biblical history, it builds our faith. Why? These are real people. These aren't strange people. They're just exactly like you and exactly like me. They're imperfect people. Now, when we read the scripture, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. That's what those three opening verses were all about. The more we read and hear and obey the word of God, the more faith we have. That's why at CCM, like many other wonderful churches, our DNA is based on teaching the word of God, all of it. So true faith must always be based on a command or a promise from God. We don't run after something or head out on something just because it's exciting. We absolutely have to have the will of God. So you and I are not free. We just sang that song. We're not free to determine what we want to do. We're free to discover what God wants us to do and then follow him. Now, faith always has to be based on the will of God. So let me ask you, I'll give you a little time to write these two statements. Let's just refresh ourselves. Faith has to have an object. Faith isn't in me. It's in the word of God. And it's really in God himself. So my Christian faith is not based on some kind of illustration or some kind of example or some kind of experience I had. Even though that can build it, it's really bottom line going to be based on two things. God himself and his word, the promises of his word. So I can step out and know that God will never leave me. Why? Because I have a promise from God. God says he'll never leave me. So I can't allow the enemy to let me say, nobody cares about you. God doesn't care about you. He's left you. No, that's a lie. How do I know that? I can have faith that God cares for me. Well, number one, I got the Holy Spirit living in me. Number two, God said he'd never leave me. So that faith doesn't come from an experience because sometimes you don't feel like God's with you. But you have to go back to the Word of God. Now, we're going to face, like Daniel, different things in our life. And he is one of the, we saw the Word example. He's a great example for us. So let's go back to Daniel chapter 6. Daniel was one of those that's going to escape the lion's den. If you've been in church a long time, you've heard the story with flannel graph and kids and plays and whatever. It doesn't matter. Just think about the principles, and I'm going to give you plenty because it challenges us. The stories of the Bible are very, very, very faith-building. If we'll just listen to them. Daniel chapter 6. Of course, as you know, much of Daniel is prophetic. In fact, we'll probably address it as we speak about the end times coming up and the desolation that happens in the middle of the tribulation. Now, it pleased Darius, chapter 6, verse 1, 
It pleased Darius to appoint 120 satraps to rule throughout the kingdom with three administrators over them, one of whom was Daniel. Remember, Daniel and the other young boys were taken captive, and they were young teenagers. And from a very early age, they would not compromise. They would stand. They wouldn't allow the world to squeeze them into that environment. They would have to stand and stand and stand again. You know, the three Hebrew children had to stand against bowing to that huge idol that was made. And from the very beginning, they had history because God had blessed them and used them. Remember, they wouldn't go with the diet. They changed their food. But God made them healthier, better looking. And so you see, Daniel now is one of those administrators. He trusted God. So Daniel has history with God. I want you to begin thinking of your history with God, where he's brought you from, all the things he's done and proved in your life. Now, the satraps were made accountable to them so that the king might not suffer loss. Now, Daniel has so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Sounds like Joseph, doesn't it? Let me just challenge you. That's why the scripture says, whatever your hand finds to do, finish it with me. Do it with all your might. Do it with excellence. So wherever we are in whatever we do, we're not going to be perfect, but we should do whatever we can do with excellence. Daniel is recognized from that. Now, who does that make look good? God. That's why we're here. You say, well, I'm a Christian, but I want to witness and I really the job is kind of secondary and I'll get it done if I get it. No, that's totally wrong. That's never from God. Anything your hand finds to do, you do with all your mind. So you say, well, Pastor Mark, I don't like the boss. I don't like where I'm at. You're supposed to be all there where God has you and do it unto the Lord. Now, at this, the administrators, watch what happens. When we shine for God, even in an office environment, we're not doing anything wrong. We're shining for God. What happens? There's going to be jealousy. The enemy's going to be against us. Watch what happens. At this, the administrator tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs. But they were unable to do so. Could I hear an amen right there? That's amazing. That's powerful. They could find no corruption in him in Washington, D.C. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. That wasn't it. I'm just moving right along. By the way, how many of you still love our country? Amen. Glad you're in this country. Amen. We need to pray for this country. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt, we like that one, look at this, nor negligent. Whatever your hand finds to do, you do it right. Finally, these men said, we will never find any basis for charges against this man, Daniel. And this, it has something to do, here it comes, with the law of God. Through God's providence, Daniel became one of these amazing administrators, and he watched over all of these people. Now, he was so successful, notice, the plan was to just continue to put him in a high place of leadership. He was light exactly where God placed him. Keep your finger right there. I want you to go back to Matthew 5. One of the things we talked about was being light where God has placed us. Remember Matthew 5, 14? You 
Not maybe, you are the light of the world, a city and a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Daniel didn't serve and go, I'm serving the God, but I'm not going to let anybody know here. How do I know he didn't do that? Because they said the only way we're going to get something against him is find out in the law of the God he serves. So it was out in the open. Now, it wasn't in their face, but it was out in the open. So instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father. Remember, light is our lifestyle, our behavior, our good works. Exactly what Daniel is doing. Daniel was shining exactly where God had placed him. God has placed you in your home in your neighborhood, in your classroom, on the ball field, wherever you're at. I'm in the dentist's office this afternoon. Exactly for three hours in that table. Oh, exactly where he wanted me. And my last words as I left after three and a half hours was scripture. Because we were arguing back and forth and having a great time. I left scripture because the word of God never returns void. Amen. So, he wants you to shine there. Doesn't matter what the circumstances. Daniel would rather not be there. He's the foreign country trying to squeeze him into their way of thinking. He shines right where he is. Now, Daniel knew people were watching his life. People are watching your life. You understand that. They're observing our life. They're looking at us. Daniel had been shining right where God placed him. He made God look good, and the other rulers then, of course, are jealous, and they're going to look for a way, some kind of misconduct in him. But Daniel, and this is a challenge for all of us that are leaders, was a man of integrity. They're not going to be able to find anything, really, against him. There's no area where he's vulnerable. Now back to Daniel 6.6. 6. So the administrators and the satraps went as a group to the king and said, O King Darius... Live forever. This is called buttering up the boss. You're familiar with it. Same thing. It's always happened. Now, the royal administrators, the prefects, the satraps, the advisors of the government have all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god or man during the next 30 days except to you, O king, should be thrown into lion's den. Now, O king, issue the decree, put it in writing so it cannot be altered in accordance with the laws and means of the person which cannot be repealed. So King Darius put the decree in writing. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he panicked. Is that what your Bible says? He said to God, God, I I tried to do the right thing. What's up with this? No. He went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed. Giving what to his God? Thanks to his God, just as he had been done before. All things work together for good that love God and are called according to his purpose. So Daniel goes, I'm not really into this, but God, I'm going to trust you. So these men came up with this plot. They actually tricked the king, and they knew there was one person it would affect. Nobody else, Daniel, because that's who they were after. Now, understand this next statement. You don't need to write it, but sometimes we forget it's happening. Who caused this? It was Satan. 
Satan is always battling God. So he, he battles you and I because we're here. He can't win against God. So he's going to tempt us. So Satan's always putting temptation in your way, in my way. As Christ followers today, we live in this pagan society just like them. And we need to be strong in the spirit. Like Daniel, when we're confronted, it's okay. One of the temptations you and I are going to have to uh, work against is compromise. You're going to see it happening more and more. In other words, obeying man rather than God. Now look at verse 11. These men went as a group and found Daniel, what? Praying and asking God for help. Would you have been asking God for help? You knew what was coming. See, if I pray, good things happen. If I pray, nothing happens. Daniel knew. If you lack wisdom, pray. Pray for God's help. So I want to learn that I think this is very important because of the politics and all the kind of stuff. You know, we're not really into the politics. We're into the Bible. But, of course, we're in a government, so it affects us. There's parts. But listen to what I'm going to say here. Actually, we all want to learn from Daniel how to honor God and yet still break a law that is against God. We want to honor God. Our government. And yet sometimes we're going to have to be prepared as our culture becomes more ungodly. The government is going to step in and going to try to dictate when and where and how we can legally pray. We already begin to see that. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. Now, Daniel carefully, I'm sure, was considering these consequences. And so he simply breaks the law. He prays anyway. But notice He doesn't pick it, and don't write me, you want to pick it, fine. He doesn't pick it, he doesn't put up a constitutional fight, he doesn't do it in the face of people, he just what? Prays. By the way, where should most of our prayers really be done? Jesus told us. Matthew 6, 6, but when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, pray to your Father in private, then the Father who sees everything will reward you. Now, it doesn't mean we can't speak our word or speak against or go to Washington, D.C. a few times and do things. But basically, we need to pray in private because that's where it's going to happen. Now, why is Daniel praying? Because of this next statement. You've heard me say it. If you've been in this church, you've heard me say it a thousand times in the last 20 years. Prayer is a deciding factor in spiritual warfare. Why do you think our country's like it is? Because we didn't pray like we should have prayed. In your life, maybe there's things that aren't right. Start praying more. God told me when I was in China, you don't pray for the people enough. So every day, I've been praying for you guys. More and more and more. Going to continue to do it. He was right and I was wrong. Maybe you have an area where God's going to speak to you. It's a deciding factor. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark talked about the purpose of the scriptures. You learned that they're for teaching, encouraging, giving hope, and to help you endure this life. You were reminded of the importance of knowing biblical history and remembering your own history, looking back to the times where God got you through trials. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. 
Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue this message, Faith That Pleases God. You'll hear him talk about trusting God when you're in situations you don't like. He'll be encouraging you to look to God when those kinds of events come up in your life. You'll hear how some people in history handled their troubles, and you'll learn some tips on how to do the same. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Faith, the lifestyle that pleases God. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurry.